0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm ready! Oh, then. What is up my millennial fam? Giacomo Thalé here for another episode of Believe in Millennial Nostalgia. Today we're talking about the early beginnings of Adult Swim on Cartoon Network. Now, those of you who actually recognize that music track are real OGs. That was the music that was played on the commercials and bumpers for Adult Swim when it first aired in the wee hours of the night on Cartoon Network back in 2001. Cartoon Network was in the midst of testing out new types of programming for its network. It started off with Space Ghost Coast to Coast, which was a more PG rated adult oriented cartoon that featured the old Hanna-Barbera character Space Ghost hosting a late night talk show where he would have celebrity guests who would appear in their live action form uh, responding to him in his animated talk show studio. Space Ghost Coast to Coast started airing way back in 1994, so it predates Adult Swim quite a bit. But it was in the late 90s and early 2000s that a lot more adult-oriented animated series were making their way onto TV and succeeding. Shows like The Simpsons had already proved that it could be a winning formula when done right. Other networks like MTV took wildly different approaches with shows like Beavis and Butthead that catered not so much to the adult crowd, but more the 13 to 17 age demographic. As I said before, Cartoon Network really wanted to experiment with this sort of format. It started airing more experimental cartoons in the wee hours of the night, like at 4 a.m., just to see if anyone was really paying attention out there. It wasn't until 2001 that Turner Broadcasting, the owners of Cartoon Network, settled down and finally decided to air a dedicated block to adult viewers. And they called this Adult Swim. I remember watching an episode of, like, Ed, Ed, and Eddie or Dexter's Lab one night, and then this really weird commercial aired with these older people in a swimming pool. Got some announcements to make here. Sunday's at 10. It's all kids out of the pool for adult swim. Once Cartoon Network was done for the day, it would switch over to this disclaimer that read, Parents strongly cautioned. The following programs are intended for mature audiences over the age of 18. These programs may contain some material that many parents would not find suitable for children and may include intense violence, sexual situations, coarse language, and suggestive dialogue. It was a mixture of original programming that was exclusive to Adult Swim, mixed with anime that was being shown in its full, uncut form that you couldn't see on Toonami or other adult animated sitcoms from different networks. The first show that I remember watching on Adult Swim actually wasn't one of the Adult Swim originals. It was something that used to air on UPN and later found new life on Adult Swim. It was called Home Movies. It was about these three little kids who just carry around a camcorder all day and make their own movies while also trying to maintain a somewhat normal middle school life. For me, my favorite aspect of home movies was the dialogue. It was short, snappy, and often felt improvised because it really was improvised. H. John Benjamin, who is the voice of Bob on Bob's Burgers, was the voice of Coach McGurk, one of the main characters on home movies. And it's some of his scenes that were always my favorite. He was my favorite character on the show. It was always his deadpan delivery that always got a laugh out of me. I've been to the can a few times, Brendan. That's what we call it, the can. Yeah. So when you're there, you call it the can, all right? What do you call cans in prison? You mean actual cans? Yeah. Like food? Yeah. Cans of food? Yeah. Those are still cans. Other second-run shows that aired on Adult Swim during its primary stages of life were the WBs, Baby Blues, and the Oblongs. Baby Blues was based on a comic strip and kind of carried that typical sitcom feel that The Simpsons had. And The Oblongs was this crude animated series that was about this family who was left all deformed after this radiation exposure. The thing I liked about The Oblongs primarily was the voice cast, especially Will Ferrell, who played the dad in that show. And you also had Pamela Adlin, who is the voice of Milo, the son on the series. She was also the voice of Bobby Hill on King of the Hill and Spinelli on Disney's Recess. And her voice just always gives me that nostalgic feel because her voice is pretty much in everything. What? to go to a school for psychos. Whoa, Nelly, it's not a school for psychos. It's a school for the pathologically high-spirited. Now, pack up your books and your muzzle and let's go. On the anime side of things, we had Cowboy Bebop. Three, two, one, let's jam. which is one of the most influential anime series of all time, and it really found its US audience when it started airing on Adult Swim. Cowboy Bebop was probably deemed a little too mature to air on Cartoon Network's Toonami block, so Adult Swim was a perfect choice for this and other anime that may not fit into that TV y 7 category of Toonami. But what I really wanna talk about are those Adult Swim originals, the ones that really kickstarted the network and whose influence is seen even to this day. I'll start with C-Lab 2021. Now C-Lab 2021 was kind of a remake of sorts of a failed Hanna-Barbera cartoon called C-Lab 2020. What they did is they took old episodes of that series, redubbed it with a more comical script, And added in additional animation and jokes to make it more adult. I have to admit, I didn't really watch this one. But the reason that I'm bringing it up and talking about it is, A, it was one of the flagship series of Adult Swim, and I'd be remiss not to mention it. But also, the one episode that I have seen in full is called Vacation. And it has the most Adult Swim-esque running joke in it. And it's something that I feel is... Probably, almost single handedly, the reason why Adult Swim is the way it is. There's a joke where a character is mentioning that another character is engaged in carnal relations with a prostitute, to which the other person replies, uh oh, but then from there, it just keeps going. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. And going. Uh oh. Uh oh. And going. And of the 11 minute runtime, I would say that this joke takes up about three quarters of it. This monotonous, over the top repetitive type of humor is a major staple of Adult Swim. The, The main example that comes to mind is the Adult Swim classic, Too Many Cooks from 2014. Too Many Cooks starts off as your typical saccharine sitcom opening. But here's the thing. The sitcom never starts because the opening theme never stops. Too many cooks, Too many cooks. Too many cooks, Too many cooks. Too many And it keeps going and going. And it fills up the entire time frame of the episode things just get weirder and darker from there. And it really is an example of that same signature Adult Swim humor that was started probably way back in the very beginning with this C-Lab 2021 episode. Another show that was on Adult Swim's original lineup was Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Habeas corpus, my Attorney! Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law! This one was one of my favorites because it featured all of my favorite Hanna-Barbera cartoons in the most outrageous situations. For example, there's an episode where Scooby and Shaggy get busted for marijuana possession. Where are you headed tonight? Like there's this green monster officer sneaking around at the old cotton mill. (laughs) A green monster. (laughs) Yeah, a real fatty man. The writing was really snappy. It had a lot of great voice talent behind it, including Stephen Colbert. And overall, it was one of my favorites of that original lineup. There was also The Brack Show, which featured Brack, who was a main character on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. And it really was just kind of just a jokey little series about him and his life in suburbia. Do you want to make love, darling? What did you say to me? I wasn't talking to you. I was practicing for my wedding night. But the crown jewel of Adult Swim's original television lineup was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Aqua Aqua Force, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is the day to day adventures of Frylock who is a giant carton of french fries, Master Shake, a giant milkshake, and Meatwad, a talking meatball. They go on adventures, they solve mysteries, they pretty much do anything and everything in the book. And a lot of it doesn't even make sense. The Bible. This is the Bible. You question the words of the mighty Jimmy? Everything that shouldn't work in any other sort of show totally works and is essential in Aqua Teen Hunger Force. To this day, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is Adult Swim's longest-running series, with its pilot airing on December 30th, 2000, and its final episode airing on August 30th, 2015. It spanned 11 seasons and a feature-length film that was released in theaters, but it's those earlier seasons that just have so much simple stupidity that it's hard not to chuckle at it. I heard to the grapevine that someone won a big prize recently, huh? I got two to the Super Bowl. No, it's, uh, it's bold. That's cute that you said that because you're a freaking idiot. Over the years, Adult Swim would grow to bigger and bigger popularity, eventually just coming out of the shadow of Cartoon Network and becoming its own force. Things really picked up when they started airing reruns of Family Guy, which at the time was canceled by Fox. But because of its popularity on Adult Swim, it was later revived and is still on TV to this very day. And being on a cable network, Adult Swim was able to air a few of the episodes of Family Guy that had gotten banned by Fox for being too controversial. Next Sunday, Adult Swim is airing an episode of Family Guy that Fox refused to show. But my good pals at Cartoon Network are showing it. As time progressed, they started adding live-action programming, hence where Tim and Eric Awesome Show Great Job was born. Great job. Tim and Eric Awesome Show Great Job was this very surreal sketch comedy program that would air on Adult Swim starting in 2007. I know we're getting kind of to the end of our millennial nostalgic time frame, but I was a teenager during this time, and I'm sure a lot of you were. And for me, Tim and Eric added a lot to my surreal sense of humor. I just found it fascinating that they were like breaking every rule of comedy. They Their jokes would linger on. Some of them wouldn't have a punchline. Some of them would try to have a punchline that was wildly different than the setup. It's not Jackie Chan, the award-winning new trivia challenge from Cinco Games. Speed round, name 10 things that aren't Jackie Chan. Toothpaste, pizza, lamps, Jackie Chan. (laughs) Some of the jokes weren't even funny, and that's what made it so funny. This is what I do, I sit on you, sit on you, sit on you. This is what I do, I sit on you, right on your lap. It's kind of hard to explain. You're either into Tim and Eric, or you're not. And of course, I'm not going to leave out Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken is a stop motion animated sketch comedy program that had even more of that just over the top nonsensical sense of humor. I remember first seeing the commercial for this and just being blown away because I hadn't seen anything on television like this. Robot Chicken's early days are some of my favorites. I will never forget the You Got Served segment with Voltron. We just got served, team. Voltron, oh, we you know. dance. Or the sketch with Walt Disney's reanimated corpse coming back to life to eat a real life cuban boy who was at the center of this major immigration debate back in 2000 after being taken by federal agents from his temporary home in miami little elian has been reunited with his family in cuba elian elian ah! elian you, you never knew what you were going to get with Robot Chicken. And that's kind of how I feel about Adult Swim as a whole. Even to this day, it's wildly unpredictable what we're going to find. Yeah, they have their share of flops, like Saul of the Mole Men. And now he's all of Saul of the Mole of the Which I kind of liked. I kind of liked that one. Or you can get unmitigated genius, like with Rick and Morty. Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's going to die. Come watch TV. Whether or not the quality of any particular show has stood the test of time, one thing is for certain about Adult Swim. In its almost 20-year history, it's always remained consistent. Other networks we grew up on have changed over the years, but Adult Swim is unabashedly dumb. And for something being called Adult Swim, a lot of the programs are pretty childish. But I think that's the point. It's allowing adults to have those kind of childlike laughs, even if the content is wildly inappropriate for children. And who knows? Without Adult Swim, maybe other networks like Netflix wouldn't take chances on adult animated programming. And we wouldn't have shows like Big Mouth or BoJack Horseman. Well, yeah, Adult Swim was far from being the first company to... Invest in adult animated programming, it is the one that has its own style. Every other adult animated program usually followed the simple formula of the family sitcom. You had the Flintstones, you have The Simpsons, Family Guy, King of the Hill, etc., etc. But I dare you to compare any of those shows to anything on Adult Swim. There's nothing out there like any of their programming, for better or for worse. Maybe in the future, I'll do an episode on specific Adult Swim shows in detail. But for now, I hope you enjoyed my retrospective of Adult Swim's early days. If you liked our show, please be sure to subscribe or follow. If you're using Apple Podcasts or iTunes, leave me a comment in the review section. Let me know what nostalgic topics you want me to talk about. And maybe I'll give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. Be sure to follow me on all your social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Giacomo Dele. That's at G-I-A-C-O-M-O-T-H-I-L-L-E-T. And also follow Believe Podcasts on all your social media platforms. That's at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts. Hashtag, do you believe? My name's Giacomo Thelay. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today, and I'll be back here next Throwback Thursday.